This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, and I'm the host of Her Self-Expression Podcast. We're dedicated to helping women on their journey from self-expression to self-empowerment on the inside and out. As always, I have a few questions for you to ponder. Have you ever lost your confidence? Were you able to get it back? Are you lacking confidence now? Has your lack of confidence affected how successful you feel? Well, my guest today is Heather Kent. Heather is a registered psychotherapist and certified teacher with a background in trauma assessment and treatment. She is the best-selling author of the books, Heal from Your Narcissistic Ex, and I Left My Toxic Relationship, Now What? Heather has her Master of Counseling Psychology degree and her Bachelor of Education degree and was a practicing grade school teacher for over a decade. As a trauma-informed mental health consultant, Heather combines her experience from her previous teaching career with her integrative therapeutic approach to counseling. Having survived her own experience of trauma and PTSD, Heather soon came to realize that many other people find themselves in the same situation, which leaves them feeling broken, ashamed, and paralyzed by fear. Heather combines her experience from her previous teaching with her counseling and consulting. Through her programs, Heather is able to serve a larger population of clients who want an interactive, guided support from a licensed professional as they navigate their way through trauma recovery and begin the next phase of our lives. Heather currently resides in Ontario, Canada. And folks, here she is. This is Heather Kent. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we're so excited to hear you talk about regaining confidence. Can you first tell me a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm Canadian. I'm actually from the east coast of Canada. So I'm from the province of Nova Scotia, which is just north of Maine. But I currently live in Ontario, just about an hour north of Toronto. And uh, yeah, so I... Where that huge building is with the glass that you look down. Yes, the CN Tower. Yes, exactly. Oh, I tell you, that gave me the heebie-jeebies so bad. <laughs> it, it really does. Like, it, it's a bit of a mind trip when you're, like, standing on the glass and you can see all the way to the bottom. And yeah, I love to, like, play on it and jump on it and, like, lie down on it and take pictures. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, so I live about an hour from the CN Tower. And so I'm currently, I am a registered psychotherapist. And I am a, I specialize in trauma recovery and, and trauma assessment and recovery from PTSD. 
But before I became a therapist, I actually was a high school teacher for 11 years. How and, Yeah. And I, I actually also spent some time living in a developing country and I've spent some time living in Northern Canada as well. So I've which developed- I've been a little bit, I lived in the Dominican Republic actually. So okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been a little bit nomadic, <laughs> but now settled here in, in Ontario. So how did you make the switch and what motivated you to go from teaching to psychotherapy? So once I got into the teaching profession, I, I, my very first teaching position was in an extremely complex school. It was a middle school. And then I was, and then after that I was in high school, but the, the areas where I taught were very challenging in that they were a racial community that had been very marginalized with low socioeconomic backgrounds. And these students came from homes that often were broken homes or homes with lots of histories of abuse and addictions, homes where family members were part of bigger gangs actually in Toronto. That's awful. Yeah. So the students would come, of course, with all kinds of you know, complex trauma, but none of us would be equipped to know how to deal with that or how to help them with that. And so we're just expected to, you know, make them learn and sit down and pay attention and and do math and do history. Meanwhile, you know, they have all these other bigger issues going on inside of outside of school that that we, you know, can't address. And how are they ever supposed to be successful in school when they have all this other complex trauma happening? in their lives, yeah. uh, in their young lives. And so I spent 11 years feeling largely like I was feeling them because I wasn't able to help them, you know, manage the bigger things that were happening so that they could show up at school and be successful. And so that was part of my motivation to go back to school and become a therapist. And I actually worked as a child and family therapist with a child and youth mental health agency for the first two years when I became a psychotherapist. So I specifically worked with that population. But the other driving force behind changing my career was basically my own personal experience with being a survivor of domestic violence and abusive relationships. So I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I can relate. Yeah. It was certainly something you would never wish on someone, but it's also something that I am grateful for in the end because it changed the trajectory of my life very dramatically in many ways, including leading me to live in the Dominican Republic. And so in the end, I'm very grateful for the journey that I've been given. That is, you know, I talk a lot about gratitude and how it can be a solution for so much of what's going on inside of a woman. And that's exactly the kind of journey I'm talking about, that some of the most ugly times in our life, we can be grateful for them because of what it taught us and because where it took us. Absolutely. Afterwards, certainly not during the experience, but afterwards. Absolutely. Yes. When you're in it, you're just trying to survive day yeah. to day. But the the growth opportunities that are presented afterwards are certainly something that I would never want to trade. Yeah. Actually, on an earlier episode, I had Ella Hicks from the Rebel Thriver Organization. 
and she talked a lot about abuse and the fact that she believes the statistics now are one in two women are abused both physically emotionally mentally verbally yeah yeah and financial abuse as well is a huge oh problem I didn't even think of that yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so but anyway I love that conversation but to your topic how how does a woman lose her confidence and how does she get it back so these are really big questions I'm gonna divide (laughs) I'm gonna divide it okay I'm coming, try to comfort separately. So there are many different ways or many different factors, influencing factors of how a woman might lose her confidence. But first I want to talk about growth and development. So in terms of the lifespan from like childhood to adolescence, early adulthood, et cetera, statistically, like a research has shown us that women's confidence actually develops slowly over the lifespan. So we actually increase our confidence with age. So when we hit like our mid 40s and 50s, that's when women demonstrate the most confidence in their lives. So, I mean, that's great, but there's all of this missed opportunity in our 20s, 30s, you know, compared to men. I'll get into that a bit later. But there's there's a developmental kind of, component to, to, to confidence. And so earlier in our early adulthood and thirties, we are just generally not as confident as men are for a variety of reasons. But in terms of what like cause women to lose confidence, number one would be rumination. And so rumination is like kind of obsessive, obsessive thoughts about how you might not be good enough or how we might not be able yeah. to achieve what we want or that we don't deserve this whatever it is. And we kind of get, yeah, I suffered from that big time. Absolutely. And like, we have these sort of false beliefs about ourselves, if you will, that negatively impact how, how, how we show up, if that makes sense. So we have rumination and we also kind of closely, closely related is negative self-talk. And so negatives. Yeah. So I've certainly suffered from this myself. Yeah. So engaging in, you know, these thoughts about our, you know, perceived shortcomings, you know, things that we blame ourselves for, things that we criticize ourselves for, and actually our negative self-talk can develop into that rumination, right? And so having, yeah, having persistent negative self-talk really reinforces like that lack of confidence and low self-esteem. Yeah. Okay. Certainly childhood trauma. So we've had some studies that of course have shown that childhood childhood trauma and bullying and abuse certainly kind of sets people up sort of behind the eight ball right. as they grow. And so they they kind of consistently suffer from low self-esteem and low self-confidence as a result of having gone through those childhood traumatic events. And so there's a significant positive correlation between childhood trauma and low confidence. Now, the things I think would impact it too is I was a very heavy child. Yeah. So have being teased about being fat. Bullying or huge bullying. Worrying about your appearance, that kind of thing. Absolutely. I assert I suffered from bullying as well. I mean, like my middle school years. And uh, yeah, I can absolutely attest to that being really quite 
damaging in terms of your self-confidence. Absolutely. And so there's all kinds of research that shows about that. Obviously, too, as a survivor yourself, you could attest that being having been in an abusive relationship would absolutely be a large contributing factor to a lack of confidence for a woman and any kind of, you know, sexual assault or abuse it kind of makes us more vulnerable to re-victimization as well in adulthood if we had a childhood experience. So there's all types of things that have happened. And so as a, as a survivor of abuse, I certainly remember, you know, when I first ended that relationship, I was a complete shell of, of who I once was and I had no confidence in myself right. at all. I can't yeah, absolutely. And then we have like our, our social. I'm thinking, I remember the thought, excuse me. I remember the thought of, did I deserve this? Oh yes. What did I do? You know, because I wasn't good enough or nobody else would want me Yeah, because of this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, I mean, in fact, I was told that nobody else would want me. Yes. And that I was lucky to be with this person because they were the only people, he was the only person who would, you know, want to be with me. Nobody else would certainly want to be with me. So yeah, I absolutely believed that, you know, that I, I was, you know, undesirable and that I wasn't good enough. And that's extremely damaging and takes some time to, to recover from. Yeah. And then outside of abuse, We also have just general like social and cultural factors that have been contributing to our low confidence as women. So, of course, violence, right? So violence against women, of course, is disproportionately high, especially for minority women. And so this is, of course, extremely detrimental. Diet culture. Everywhere we look, in magazines, on TV, you know, the celebrity diets, whatever. And so this prevalence of diet culture and having to have a certain body type to be attractive or to be perceived as being, you know, desirable or successful, this is huge. And this, of course, contributes massively to the number of eating disorders and body image issues among women, which show up in my practice every day. Yeah. And so the objectification of women in media also causes us to, you know, sometimes to seek negative external validation regarding our appearance and that kind of thing, rather than building our own self-confidence, right? That is both internal and external. Dating and in relationships. So like there's this kind of hookup culture that's developed, you know, in in reality. And our daughters have told me about that. Oh, yeah. And the double standards in dating may negative gaslighting. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, we really are in this era of narcissism, too, which is a a big factor where the gaslighting is is really prevalent for in the dating world. And so, yeah. So women, of course, and gaslighting for anybody that doesn't know is what? Gaslighting is a form a very popular form of emotional abuse where the person is purposefully trying to convince you that you don't remember things clearly. They're basically causing you to question your own sense of reality. And so they'll say things like, that never happened. I never said that. You misremembered. 
you're overreacting, you're too sensitive, that type of thing. Um, And yeah, so this sort of dating culture is it's certainly detri- can be detrimental to a woman's self self confidence, but also historically we have been programmed, like societally programmed, not to prioritize our own needs over the needs of others. Right? Women are portrayed in stories and movies and you know scripture to be these caring, giving people who put other people's needs ahead of their own all the time. Right. Right. And so we, we are kind of culturally bred to be people pleasers rather than prioritize our own needs. And so again, this, this teaches us to think that we are not as important as other people. And so that influences our self-confidence. Of course, I, I can't ignore racism. Women of color are of particular risk of experience, you know, discrimination and prejudice and racial stereotyping. And so of course, confidence, self-confidence is a huge, you know, barrier for them. And just prejudice in general against women, right? We have internalized prejudice that we have been again conditioned and and kind of programmed to believe as a result of our society and how we've been raised to compare ourselves to other women. Right. And we do this in very unhealthy ways. And this can again lead to a rumination fixation and lower our self confidence. Gotcha. Oh, my. And I would think too, one more would be professional things that happen in your professional life, like getting fired or getting a bad performance review or perfectionism, something like that. Perfectionism is a huge factor as well. It's um, like the deck stacked against us almost. It kind of is because yeah. we, have, we have societally lived in a very patriarchal world, right? Yes. And so although many advances have been made and we certainly are heading in a positive direction, there's been a lot of major setbacks, certainly in recent news, which is quite devastating. And so, you know, this this. Yes all the more important for us to focus on taking our confidence back. Right. Yeah. So how did, how does a woman do that? So that is also a very complex question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could bring you on here to go easy on you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. The good news is there are lots of different ways that we can get our confidence back. Okay. So number one is we need to address our negative self-talk and rumination, right? Yeah. This needs to be head on tape tackled and we needs to be tackled with self-compassion and rewriting these negative thoughts with more balanced thoughts so that people might be like, well, how do I do that? Engaging in therapy for a period of time is an excellent and very helpful way to learn how to do this because you yeah. give us specific strategies and homework to practice and, you know, to, to, reflect on each week as you meet with a therapist who, you know, can specialize in this type of work. And it absolutely is, I would say, the most efficient and helpful way to learn those strategies on how to overcome negative self-talk and yes. place it with self-compassion and to, you know, re, you know, re or challenge and rewrite those negative thoughts. Building mastery and agency. And so this is like 
example would be, you know, learning a new skill, for example. So whether it's like taking a new class or taking even small steps towards like achieving a big goal, building mastery kind of increases this self-actualization and this feeling that like we're empowered, right? And like we continue to empower ourselves to do these things. And so these are vital ways for us to grow and maintain our confidence because as we as we feel like we're getting more proficient at something we feel the sense of accomplishment right and then right right as we feel accomplished we feel like more confident and being able to use those skills and 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 you know showcase that and so when we feel like we're capable of achieving our goals even if they're small to start with we have this we own our own agency right and so like we become in control of our lives and control of ourselves. So baby steps, baby. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Engaging in like mind and body healing work is huge. And this is something that I work with clients with all the time. So mindfulness and meditative practices are absolutely okay. absolutely crucial. And it's extremely I think people used to think that was kind of out there yeah kind of like kind of hooey or like woo yeah 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 <laughs> no. so mindfulness and and meditation is connected to a plethora of of like evidence-based research that systematically over decades has shown us is extremely beneficial to psychological well-being and mental health okay Absolutely. And so, you know, mindfulness practices can look like learning how to practice non-judgment, learning how to be present and really focusing on what you're doing, focusing on only doing one thing at a time. We all think that we're great at multitasking. I am telling you, the human brain is not built to do this. We can do several things poorly. But we can't do several things well perfectly yeah. at the same time. And so learning how to be, you know, mindful or focusing on one thing at a time and being very present and like, you know, engaged in what you're doing. These are examples of mindfulness practices. And also like if you wanted to get the more physical aspect involved, you would do things like yoga or Pilates or even looking at like the more the martial arts, like the Eastern practices, Tai Chi. Okay. That type of thing. They're all very present centered and present focused practices and then extremely beneficial for helping us to, to engage with our, to, to increase our confidence. Amazing. I would also argue that taking a self-defense class as a woman is extremely empowering as well. Yeah. Because it, again, helps us to feel like we have agency over our bodies, right? And being able to, to, protect ourselves if we ever needed to do that. And then we have my personal favorite. And this was something that I had to do and work really hard on. Ooh, okay. To cut back on people-pleasing. Yes. And then detach or cut out toxic relationships from your life. Absolutely. So I don't know if anybody can do a lot of damage. Yeah. So I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> but this is a this is like a really nice visual that I like to to share. So if if anyone listening is a Harry Potter fan, there are these creatures, these like shadow creatures that fly around. They're called Dementors, and the Dementors come, and if they find you, they kind of like 
they suck your face off and they <laughs> and they, they like suck your soul out of your body into the okay where that's the end and really that's what toxic relationships do to you they oh that suck, is a great example they yeah. suck the life out of you out of you and until there's nothing left for you to give basically right and so we don't want to engage in relationships that suck the life out of us. And so but some people go. won't let them go. Some some women very challenging. Just very, I very. mean, almost like domestic abuse. They won't they won't leave. Yeah, and so there's a whole cycle of violence and trauma bonding that happens there that makes it really calm. And there's lots of reasons what that make it difficult, including financial abuse that make it really difficult for women to leave in certain situations. Um, but in terms of building self-confidence, eliminating toxic relationships from our lives, whether they be work relationships, friendships, family relationships, this is absolutely hugely impactful in increasing our confidence. And then, and again, cutting back on the people pleasing. Right. Which as women, we are more prone to do. Yeah. I would add one more and that is recovery from addiction. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. I think taking women on a journey out of shame into a whole new life can be amazing for their confidence. A hundred percent. Oh, then this is like, again, that's what I spend a lot of time doing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's such important work to to engage in recovery and really like healing because addiction are just coping strategies that people have adapted to a stretch to manage a stressful situation, right? That if we didn't, mm-hmm. if they had, if they knew how to cope in a different way, they would, right? But we don't right. have access to those things. And so this is what, what we do, right? And so learning those new adaptive and healthy coping strategies to replace those addictive patterns, so incredibly empowering. Absolutely. It's such important work. Wow. So they're a particular type of woman that has the hardest time getting her confidence back. Oh, no, or I would equal like kind of across type the of woman. So, I mean, it really, it really it depends on the situation. So like, it depends on many, on many factors, right? Like there's, there's like, I would say generally survivors of domestic violence who do yeah. not have a support system would be most at risk. Like it would be hardest for them. Not to say that they can't. But certainly the, the, the deck would be stacked against them if they have no support system. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, this has been totally enlightening and amazing. So just to kind of summarize, what three actionable steps would you give to women to regain their confidence? So number one, I would be sitting, I would ask and I have done this, I've asked clients to do this, to sit down and write a list of all their accomplishments, all of your accomplishments throughout your life, no matter how small, whether it had been an award for a dance recital or, you know, a scholarship or surviving a difficult event in your life, any accomplishment at all, no matter how, you know, small you might perceive it to be, we're going to write down this list. Okay. 
Then I want you to write a list of all the skills that you have acquired to this point in your life. Interesting. Okay. Or that org skills that you're currently working on developing. Okay. And then you have all of these things in front of you that are like pretty cool things that you've done and things that you know how to do, right? And these are, this is a list not to be closed and never looked at again. This is a list to be posted somewhere where you're going to see it regularly so that you can look at it and remind yourself of all of these things. Okay. I would also recommend for women to start listening to positive affirmations, meditations, like guided meditations, focused on positive affirmations, focused on like letting go on negative self-talk. And there's an excellent app that I recommend called Insight Timer. You can download okay. on any app store. And it has like 130 something thousand free meditations on a variety wow. of topics. Yeah, it's amazing. And you can search specifically for, you know, affirmations, confidence, self-esteem, whatever. And I would listen to something every single day in that affirmations, positive kind of focus. Yeah. There is an app that I found. It's called I Am. Have you heard of it? I haven't. I will have it's an app and with affirmations. And the cool thing is you can set it to, to pop up what, however many times a day. And it literally pops up as a notification on your phone. I love that. And I really like that because that helps me instead of me having to go somewhere. If I have my phone in front of me at work and I hear the little ding. It pops up for you. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm absolutely going to check that out. Thank you for hearing okay. that. And then the, another, the, the, the other big thing that I would recommend for people to start doing right now is to start saying no. <laughs> oh boy. Easier said than done. 100%. The smallest word, sometimes the most difficult to say, but start saying no to things that people ask you to do and not apologize for it when we say no oh yeah as women like if you think about it when is the last time you've heard a man say no i'm sorry i can't yes women say this all the time we do not have to apologize for having boundaries right mm. and so learning how to say no it doesn't have to be you know no, absolutely not. It could be, no, I'm not able to do that right now. Right. Right. And there is nothing wrong with saying no. And that comes back to this sort of societal norm of women, you know, having to feel like we have to please everyone and we need people to like us and we can't say no because it's going to upset someone. Right. Again, when is the last time a man thought about saying no? And that it was going to upset someone. So they better not say right. no. <laughs> so, so true. Whoa. Yeah. I yeah. thought about it that way. So these are things that you can start doing right now that will help to increase your confidence. Absolutely. And I think, again, you had mentioned therapy or coaching. Oh, my gosh. Are also, you know, very, very good ways as well. Absolutely. Okay, so I have this one question that I like to ask all my guests to kind of wrap things up, and that is, 
What does self-expression mean to you, Heather? So for me, self-expression is about communicating who you are as a person. So communicating your individuality and communicating it unapologetically. Yes. Being authentic. Yeah. yeah, this can be through the words that we say, clothing and hairstyle choices, accessories, makeup, whatever, or through art forms like writing or music or drawing, dance. Self-expression really is what we do to showcase who we really are, our true selves, right? Yeah. And to share our story and like you said, our, our authenticity and how we feel and what we think about things. Wow. Great answer. So how can our listeners find you? I know you've got one or two books, maybe more that you've written. Yeah. So I actually, so on my website, people can find me most easily there. My website is heatherjkent.com. So it's just my name. But on my website, there is links. Of course, there are links to all of my social media platforms. So please feel free to interact with me there. And you can also download free copies of both of the books that I've written from my website as well. And there is also a booking link on my website, if you would like to book a consultation call with me specifically to talk more about your situation, there is a link to my calendar that people can book a time to chat with me as well. Awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being with me today. I sure have loved hearing about Heather's thoughts on losing and regaining confidence. I found her tip so incredible. I wanted to sit down and take notes on it. She also told me that the affirmation she was talking about is called Insight Timer. And the one that I mentioned is called I Am. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength and confidence to come together to make our empowerment journey fulfilling. Thank you so much for being with Heather and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope you can see the direct connection between confidence and empowerment. I love connecting you with women that can provide actionable steps for you to take. To gain support for your journey, join me at my Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group to find out more about self-empowerment on the inside and out. I want to carry this message of empowerment to all women wherever they are, and social media gives me the vehicle. You can go to my website as well, www.herselfexpression.com, or you can go to my other website, www.her-transformation.com to book a time with me to talk about how we could work together on your journey. So please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. I'd be most grateful and look for our future episodes of the podcast to be released every week on Mondays and Thursdays. I'll also have some special sessions of live Q&A on the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group. Stay tuned for our next episode with more knowledge and actionable tips for your journey to self-empowerment. But most of all, remember, you don't have to go on this journey alone. I'm here to help. Take care.
Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.